31 people. Peace, peace. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Urban X Podcast. We are back for, you know, episode two. Episode two. Thank you for everybody that's joining us right now live. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for everybody that's listening. Absolutely. And they cars, you know, on iTunes and Google Play. We out here. We out here. iTunes, Google Play, what else? Spotify yet? Yeah, not yet, not yet. Not yet on Spotify? Yeah, we're not there yet. We ain't get there yet. Nah, not there. Okay, but we on we on iTunes. Yeah. We on Google Play. Google Play. For people that got Androids. We on uh, Audio Boom. We are on Audio Boom. Alright, alright. So let's get this show started. This is where the theme music will be playing. Soon, soon. Soon, but we got some things coming. We got yeah, some things soon. coming. And thank you for everybody's suggestions this week, you know, <coughs> on YouTube and the in the comment box and things like that. You know, Absolutely. We that appreciate was dope. That was dope. all of the support and um, we love you guys. We really do. Alright, so how's your how's your week? Not bad, not bad, man. I'm alive, life is good. A lot of news taking place out here. I've been, you know, paying attention to a few things. Yeah, it was it was it was a big week. Um, it was a busy week. A busy week. A busy week with information. Media-wise. Media-wise. So it's important that we, uh, you know, we stay abreast and try to bring this information to you, bring our thoughts, our concepts. Definitely. So uh, let's get it popping. So uh, first thing on the on the docket, I guess, um, the Roxanne Chante. Yeah, yeah. I hope you guys saw this movie with Roxanne Chante. Uh, you want to go first because this wasn't really your era, so just kind of give me a unbiased perspective from your point of view, and then I'll go in a little bit on, uh, you know, what I felt it really was about. Well, I thought the movie was good. You know, um, Netflix has really stepped their game up production-wise. Yes. When it comes to movies, um, I always like I always thought her uh, her story was interesting. From from the get go, from the get go, right? Like they used to do like the um the beef DVDs, and they used to like talk about when she was dissing everybody. So I thought that was I thought always thought her story was dope. She's a warrior. She's an absolute yeah. Warrior. So and then the movie, I didn't know you know every detail about her life. So mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I watched the movie, I was like, God damn! Like the one that she was so tough, <laughs> right? So battle tested, right. not just lyrically battle tested, life battle tested. For real. You know what I mean? So with that being said, I, I too um, <clears throat> thought the movie was accurate. Um, and I'm glad they took it from a point of not her celebrity and glory, but her upcoming, her, you know, because the hood is what defines us. The hood is what makes us. The hood is uh, the alchemy that takes place that brings about greatness that we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So her story of domestic violence, her father leaving her. So you have a young, beautiful woman who looked like she looked up and adored her father, more so her mother. And to see her father abandon them, the father didn't just abandon the mother, he abandoned the children, especially for young women. So she had to grow up early. And then growing up early, she had to be responsible for her little sisters. And not only that, she had to ward off little knuckleheads in the hood who thought they had bars. You know what I mean? So that became a form of expression for her to sit in front of the mic and tear down a predominantly males. I'm pretty sure there were females who tested her too, yeah. but predominantly males and subconsciously, every battle rap she kicked at one of these males, it was her father. You know what I mean? She was tearing down the, uh, the father or men who decide to abandon women. 
She also spoke highly on, on Hot 97 or The Breakfast Club, one of the two. Breakfast Club, don't. In, in reference to... Can't, um, can't set trip like that. I can't set trip like that. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Um, you know, she... Um, what happened was she... Uh, you know, dealing with men, dealing with issues uh, re uh, revolving around men, but she said she wasn't mad at her mother. Her mother felt that she had let the family down. You know what I mean? So in doing that, um, we understand, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. What was taking place in regards to, uh, you know, how she felt. So I thought it was an amazing movie. I love the Nas cameo that was in there. Do you think that was false? No, he said it was true. He said it was true, but um, do you still think, like, they, they, they tried to, like, throw that in there? Well, she said that it was true in regards to... Nas said it was to him and his boy mm. who she said that they was going to bring to a show and they didn't have their shit together. Right. So she basically said, when y'all get y'all shit together, the next time I see you, you better have your shit together. I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. He did say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in, in, in saying that, um, you know, we understand that that was uh, something that was true. They threw it in there because... She was the big homie. Yeah, I mean it was it was it was it was dope. Um, it felt it was kind of hard watching some scenes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, when I think that was her cousin she moved in with. Oh, that was brutal. Yeah, when I saw I saw that coming from a mile away. Oh, yeah, man. you saw that coming, and, and and again it represents so many young women who uh, either come up in group homes mm -hmm. or run away from home. Who are dealing with issues who are taking full advantage of. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, and he caught himself. Yeah. He yeah. caught himself and he knew he felt bad about that. So it was his opportunity to give her that money at the end, you know, for those who haven't seen it, you spoiler alert, to try to redeem himself. Even yeah. though no amount of money could take it back. But I'm glad he didn't take her innocence. Yeah, I was oh man, like to the point like I kinda tweeted it. First, like I was like, oh, I hope this is not about to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, deal. Bear with us out there in in in, in uh, YouTube land because we're in Mercury retrograde. So, oh yeah, uh, we're gonna be some drops in service. We're gonna try to get back on point. Uh, you know. So I thought it was two thumbs up for the Roxanne Shantae movie. Yeah, I thought it was dope. Um, she's in a great place now as mm -hmm. a mother. Another critical thing she said on Power 105, The Breakfast Club. I actually didn't watch that interview. It was a great interview because she had the young girl who's playing her on right. the interview as well. Yeah. She said to the older man who took advantage of her, now that you have a daughter, because mm. now he has a daughter, how would you like someone to do to your daughter what you did to me? Wait, her, her first... Yeah, the one she had the baby by. Oh, oh. She said she don't really communicate much. She keep her distance. But in retrospect, mm. she got on the phone and she asked him, oh, you got a daughter who's 16 now. Mm. How would you feel if somebody did to your daughter what you did to me? And you know what was ill? I didn't realize how young she was. Because, you know, in biopics, they kind of try to fit everything right, right. into a movie. So I'm thinking, like, you know, time jumped. You know, she's a couple years older now. Man. She, like, especially when she got on. So I thought she was older. I didn't right. know she was still that like, young. Yeah, she wasn't even supposed to be in these clubs around these men. But they were taking advantage of her skill set. And she is the mother of the Juice Crew gang. And, um, you know, so big up to uh, big up to Roxanne. Yeah. You know what I mean? Real big up to her. 
And I thought the movie, the movie ended where another movie could start on her life because once the Juice crew got back together, or you know, once the D records came involved in a new record deal, that spawned the KRS-One stuff. So right. she didn't even get into all of that, yeah. but she took on the whole Bronx. Right. You know what I mean? So that's a whole other aspect of this Queen Warrior, which is in line with uh, uh, Wakanda, the Warrior Sisters. So I thought that was really dope. So, uh, your boy. Yeah. So this week, all right. So, time out. So last week we spoke about Takashi Six Nine, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you said like, yo, I never seen somebody who's trying to die. Right. 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 I did say that. I did say that. He had an interview. I think the next day on yeah. the on the breakfast on the breakfast club. It was the next day, and that that was like controversial, I guess. Why? I mean, tell me, tell me what you got from the interview. And I'm gonna tell you what I got from the interview. Okay, so first off, from the interview, I, I like I watch a lot of Breakfast Club interviews, right? Mm-hmm. And usually, they come for Charlemagne. Like they, if, if you if you really watch the yeah yeah, they come for him. Not not coming for him, but like just to speak to him. To him because right? of his views, and right? Yeah, strategy. positive or negative, right? Absolutely. So, but it looked like all three of them were expecting an idiot. Mm. And they got somebody who, you know, acts a certain way. Yeah. But he's not stupid. Yes. And I don't think they were prepared for that at I don't all. think they were prepared for it either. And let me tell you, my wife said she was listening to some interview. She, you know, she said her problem is they don't tell her who the interviewer is or the interviewee. Mm -hmm. They should tell you that every five minutes because people tune in at different times. Uh huh. And she said they never said it was Takashi 69. She said she likes this guy. You know what I mean? And I understood what she meant. You you understand my point? Uh, because he controlled that whole interview. Yeah. From beginning to end, he, he dictated and controlled the entire interview. I posted on Facebook. I know y'all gonna think I'm crazy, but I like the warrior spirit and there's something special. And I'm not talking short bus special. I was, I was disappointed in you. Now, but let me explain to you what I meant. He represents a youth movement that a lot of us are far removed from. Mm -hmm. He's dealing with fear in a way. He's abandoned fear. When you say, I'm the king of New York and I'm ready to take on everybody, come and get me. And nobody has come to get him. There is a warrior spirit about that. You know what I mean? Also, he is, to me, the crystallized point of chaos. Mm. He is the Joker. Mm. Think about it. The Joker dressed funny, had all his shit on his face. But the Joker was saying some real shit. Right. This young man was saying some real shit about his life, about his upbringing. He shitted on uh, Prince Jr. to me. He said, nigga, you didn't do shit. You living off the reputation of your father. So your father did all that killing shit. And he said, I'm going wherever I want to go. Now, also, his name is Takashi 69. 69 is the symbol for cancer, is it not? In the astrological realm. Yeah. Right? He is a new form of cancer. You know what I'm saying? When we deal with hip-hop and where hip-hop is going, and you can't just cut cancer out because you know what it grows back right. so if you get rid of Takashi 69 the next nigga lines up on the same warrior spirit he's testing these niggas last week I said this nigga gonna die now I don't know 
You know what's crazy? Because he's like, yo, I'm everywhere. Bro. I'm where you say I shouldn't be, and Bro. ain't nobody doing jack shit to me. And I don't see anybody doing it. Like, it's kind of like, first of all, like, uh, it's not the 90s. You right, know what I mean? right, right. So, it's not, it's, and then, um, a lot of these rappers have way more to lose. Absolutely. You're hitting it right on the nose. So it's kind of like it's not realistic for anything to happen to him now. Because right? I already told you, if Yo, one of these crazy. rappers hit me, I'm suing. You niggas is owned by corporations now. For real. Now, there always is an undertone of young dudes trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah. But he represents that young energy and Fear is what kills most of us. Most of us, when we talk about, yeah, these niggas spending all that money on bullshit and hustling. First of all, in order to sell drugs, you have to eliminate fear. Mm. Because there's an opportunity you might get caught. In order to be trafficking, right? And moving guns and doing all this illegal shit requires a certain element of fearlessness. Which niggas that's my age is like, man, I got too much to fucking lose. I got kids and all that old shit. So... We envy this generation. We, we won't say it. I'm going in my bag now. Okay. Most of us won't admit it, but we envy these young niggas who can spend all the money they want. Uh, first class jets. Money doesn't mean to them what it meant to us yeah. because their philosophy is the faster I get rid of it, the faster it comes back. So while we were struggling, we're of an analog mindset that we're grinding and this and that. And these dudes show up and have a hit song that make more money in, in six months than we'll make in our lifetime. Mm. There's a certain amount of envy amongst young, older people. And hip-hop in general. Artists, the, the artists are a representative of the time. A representative of the time. Not the other way around. Right? So I've been there, I've been there from the beginning. So I'm talking Cold Crush tapes, all of that shit. Fantastic Five, Treacherous Three. And then when Sugar Hill came out with Rapper's Delight. Right? Rapper's Delight was the biggest song dealing with party, and then we had The Message by Melly Mel, right? And then we had Fight the Power by Public Enemy and Self-Destruction by KRS-One and all of these songs where it was trending upward, Run DMC and all of them, right? Then we had N.W.A., who first came up with Fuck the Police, and then it was Niggas Ain't, Bitches Ain't Shit, But Holes and Tricks. Now that's the first dip. Right from a high level of what we felt was a very positive level, we had a, a trend downward. Then it became about it's all about the Benjamins, right? So then it became about money holes and holes. That's all a nigga knows. So then we trended on that. We had spikes of outcasts and Nas and but the trending, right? Yeah. Started trending downward with gangster rap and all of this old kind of shit. Now we got fuck up some comments. Fuck up some commas, yeah? Right? So now we're trending downward. Of course, we got Kendrick Lamar and a few other spikes. Sai Rock and uh, uh, Nairobi Sela and all my peoples who do this positive music. Shout out to my man Rough Mike who just made the transition not too long ago. All of these positive. But the trending, the overall trend is now the crystallized point is Takashi 6 Nah. Now, we had Lil Wayne, right? Yeah. Before him, Old Dirty B, but Old Dirty B was chaos within order. Because yeah. we had nine of them. So he represented an element to a bigger, you know. Right? Yeah. Then Lil Wayne started tapping his face up and started, you know what I mean? 
Then, uh, as, as Red Pill said, uh, 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 what's this dude who bumped him down with cash money? Oh, you're talking about uh, Young Thug. Young Thug came through yeah. and just took this nigga's whole swag. Yeah, he was, I was talking to Red Pill about it the other day, and the way he explained it, I never thought about it like that. Right, yeah. right. So he, he, he cleverly broke down and explained that, and now you're trending to the point where the trolling is a part of the essence. I dare you niggas come kill me. And you know what's like... And it's real interesting, so I took a different liking to this kid, Takashi, because within all the chaos, he's dropping some gems and made me think about some things differently. And he, and the way he's testing everybody that's gangster, like for real, and now I'm looking at rappers that I thought would, you know... Right. But see, like I said, in urban culture, Dakota, these rappers, plug, plug. got the book there, yeah. is that they're backed by corporations. Yeah. So when hip-hop used to be the voice of the people that defied all arts, right, mm -hmm. and came out and spoke, now they got to get word from their sponsor first that if they can do this. Right. And that's why it's not hip-hop no more, it's rap. It's, it's controlled by different conglomerates. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where we're at now. And, 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 and so all of this chaos that we see and we want to point the fingers and go, look at these fucking kids. We birthed those kids because we were supposed to be the true gatekeepers to protect them, nurture them, and teach them the highest sciences of the culture. Yeah. Right now, they just living off the lower vibration. Of course, with those who run the record labels who understand for us, the, the music is more than just about money. For them... Every time as an artist, and I'm in my bag, y'all gonna have to bear with me for a minute. Yeah, I'm like, go ahead. Every <laughs> artist, right? For us, we're so creative, it's like, like I said, dropping a shit ball. It's, it means nothing to us. It's just a doodle -doo ball. I'll create something else. But the doodle -doo is fertilizing, is it not? Yeah. For other motherfuckers to grow their reality. Yeah. So every time a cow drops a, a load of shit, and he see people running up behind him and scooping. He like, shit, I got more of that. Y'all like that? And that's how our young artists, when we go up into these boardrooms, and they say, listen, chip, chip, let the young nigga shit. And we're going to take the shit drops, the offerings, and we're going to fertilize our reality. So music for us is far deeper than just money. It is the creative godhood in which we do what we do. Right. So when they control that aspect, they give us some chaos shit and Takashi 69, and it begins to stunt the creative process and God dies. Because God must create and move or God dies. That's all I'll say on that subject. So I got my eye on young Takashi 69. We'll see where that's gonna go. I still don't like him. Okay, okay, that's that's your right not to I, like him. I, I, but I've grown to I've grown a different respect for what he. That's all. That's all. Yeah. I, I'm not saying I, I I don't listen to his music. That's beyond my realm of understanding. Yeah. But sitting there and listening to him talk and testing these niggas gangster is interesting because I'm gonna talk about that when we start dealing with police shootings and all that shit. Fascinating. All right. So um, Cambada. Cam. Bata. Shout out to Cambodia. He dropped. He, he dropped uh, the Black Magic. If you haven't went to see the Black Magic movie, go see uh, the Black Magic video. Should I say he's at twenty thousand hits and said. Yeah. And uh, this is the most I think he's gotten off a video. So we want to promote that. Cambodia is the truth. Facts. Check yeah, check that out. Check out his freestyles on I ninety five. I saw a YouTube clip of a radio show in Connecticut. The way he puts together these bars, these double and triple entendres, his voice 
the, the way his jaw is structured to me says to me that it is his job to vocally bring things into existence that a lot of people can't. You understand? Mm -hmm. So for me, an MC is your voice control, vocabulary, intelligence, your spiritual awareness, uh, your voice itself, and your ability to alchemize all of that and make a delivery that is powerful. Cambada is the motherfucking man. Yeah, and um, for, for those on YouTube, I actually interviewed him. Yes, go to our channel. We interviewed him. And he gave it up. Yeah, it was dope. It was dope. It was, it was very we dope. To, we went to his uh, his album release party. Hell, uh, hosted by Lord Jamal. Shout out Lord Jamal. Shout out Lord Jamal. And the uh, You're Not A Mean Godcast with Sister Radika. Let me that up. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, I'm um, talking about, you know, Cambada and 6 9 Do you think... Six nine is gonna. I mean, you think Cambada is gonna have a challenge going forward with the way hip hop is going? No, because his to me the way he delivers his message is so in the hip hop pocket. Mm -hmm. So it gives us elders and those who are spiritually in tune hope. You know what I mean? Right. Now there's always esoteric hip hop and exoteric hip hop. What Takashi Nine doing is exoteric. That's for the masses. Yeah. And we know that the masses are asses. You know what I mean? A lot of the reverberation of that we have to deal with if you turn on your radio and all of that kind of stuff. But um, Cambada represents truth in hip hop that there is a chance for us to move forward and get some things done. And he's definitely putting the medicine into the... Oh, he's the putting candy. the medicine into the food. Heavy yeah, for real. And hard body. So that's also important. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was dope. What's next on the docket? So, uh, Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett. Uh, yes. He, the end. He's on the. He's on the Eagles now. Yes. Just signed with the Eagles. Just signed with the Eagles. In the offseason. Um, it was a warrant put out for his arrest for pushing a paraplegic woman uh, in the Super Bowl two years ago. Okay, he was celebrating his brother. His brother's win. Win in the and Super Bowl. I guess he shoved uh, a paraplegic. A old woman. And they put a, a warrant for his arrest now. Got you. What do you, you think? Um, I think there's there's ulterior motives Got in it. regards to that. And um, you know what I mean? That's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, you know what I mean? So um, hopefully um, his lawyers will stay down. Yeah. And he can kind of get that done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it's one of those things. Uh, I don't know all of the details in regards to Michael Bennett's situation. Yeah. But him pushing a paraplegic in the moment of celebration. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, and a whole the, warrant. And a, whole, a warrant for his arrest. Like, and he's been on TV since then. So, to me, there's some ulterior motives uh, involved with them trying to arrest him. And we're going to pay very close attention to how that, uh, you know, pans out. For real. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. Um, so the Black Panther is the highest, I, I guess the uh, the most highest grossing, grossing uh, Avengers movie. No, it's no Black Panther is the highest grossing superhero movie of all time. Let's clap that up. Yeah. Clap that. Yeah. Highest grossing movie of all time. Now for all the haters the out there, superhero, superhero. But I think it's number three though. Okay, all the haters out there, fuck Black Panther. They ain't do shit for the community. 
these are small victories that we need to celebrate, mm. right? Just two years ago, we was complaining we didn't have no black directors. Well, this movie had a black director. Right. We complaining we didn't have no black writers. Well, this movie had a black writer. Right. Well, we complaining we didn't have no black producers. Well, this movie had a black producer. Then we complaining, well, they should shoot that at a black uh, film studio. Well, Tyler Perry gave, yeah. gave the goods up for that. Next thing you know, well, uh, well, well, we don't own none of the theaters and shit. Well, goddamn. And you know what I mean? I feel like this is a milestone uh, based off of uh, the cultural movement that was created behind this movie. Yes, yes. Right? And I had, you know, I had my my own opinions on it. Like, you know, people thought, like the way people were treating them, like it was going to liberate all of us, which I thought was a little nonsense. Yeah, I still we, think we understand nonsense. that. We understand. Yeah, I still think it's nonsense. But I, but, um, I commend the director for how much thought he put into it. You, we saw the clips Yo. of how he laid this stuff out. Now, I want to say this as well. Yo. Spiritually speaking, we live in the realm of art. Art is the magic for us. Right. If this wasn't a great artistic expression, I don't know what was. Yeah. Now, again, I just got finished explaining you the shit from the movie, yeah. which was the money made, yeah. is going to fertilize somebody else. But the art remains in the highest realm. Right. So from an artistic standpoint of this a magical story of these mythical characters being told was amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we live in those realms of mythology. That's how we create everything you see. Right? So, as a result, the fertilizer was uh, $600 million. <laughs> and that fertilizer yeah. will fertilize some shit for somebody else. When we learn to shit and recycle, shit and recycle, mm -hmm. shit and recycle on our own in a greater aspect, then we too can reap the benefits because there is no waste. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Human shit has a purpose somewhere, right. somehow. Right? Bird shit. Right. Honey's using, the bees using honey and this. And so everything is used and reused on this planet. And that's how we keep the planet moving. So, so um, piggybacking off of that, right? Um, I had you watch uh, a Breakfast Club interview today. About, yes. About uh, the Uncle Nearest. Uncle Nearest. Whiskey, right? Yes. And even with the Takashi 69 interview that they did like six million views he said it was going to be the most watched video that these guys on breakfast club ever had and they started laughing at his ass it's number two well, uh, well i'm I just telling you I'm what gonna, the numbers said that's dope but i'm gonna put an asterisk by that because they only got a youtube channel after the birdman thing okay but, but so we're talking about the Time at hand. I can't. Okay, okay. Oscar Robinson might have averaged the triple double <laughs> nine or ten years. They didn't even count blocks until the seventies. Okay. You know how many blocks Will Chamberlain probably had that won't get counted? I, I'm just giving you the numbers. Touché. He predicted that. Yeah. That's power. That's a young spirit saying, "Fuck all y'all. I already know what this is going to do." Yeah. Fifty Cent co-signed him, but let's go back to Uncle Nearest. All right. So um. Going back to that, I thought that interview was probably the most important interview they did. I was super inspired I think by this, this year. That was super, super duper inspiring from the Breakfast Club. Yeah. Uh, what's the brother's name? Uh, the Shaker, the, the, yeah, the I'm Club. Even, I'm not even sure. And and the sister's name was Fawn. Yeah. Uh, the, the, she's an uh, entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Long story short, if you haven't seen this interview, go see it. Uh, 
Jack Daniels, the guy who made all that liquor, that liquor was made and his number one distiller was a black guy named Uncle oh, Nearest. Uncle Nearest. You know, but Nathan something. Nathan right? Nearest or something him, to that effect. Uncle Nearest. And he is the one who actually was the mastermind. His this, this, uh, The way he distilled liquor, which was yeah. different or, you know, than anybody else using charcoal and some process that Sister Fawn said he had to get from Africa. Yes. So that's a form of alchemy when we talk about dealing with the battle of spirits. Long story short, she bought the plantation in which all of this liquor was made on. And seven of his uh, youngest descendants, youngest descendants she's college. paying for them to go to college, full rides to college. And Jack Daniels himself always took care of the family. Yeah. So it's not a uh, one of those slave stories where the slave doesn't get any credit. In his book, Jack Daniels' book, Uncle Nearest is mentioned 50 times in the book and his family. So we do know that there was a, a yeah. super connection. So they wanted to know how could they honor Nearest, mm -hmm. and the family said, put his name on a bottle of liquor. So this new liquor called Uncle Nearest, Uncle Nearest, Uncle Nearest. Uh, will be hitting the streets of New York in about two or three weeks. Yeah. And they're uh, in 14 cities now, we're in 42. An amazing, inspired story. We will get a bottle of Uncle Neil's. And we, we're going to celebrate soon. We're going to celebrate because it's a great story. And, you know, you got to go see the interview because I don't want to yeah, give all the interviews. It was, it was really good. It was but really it inspired good. me as an entrepreneur to understand that what we are doing and what yeah. we're attempting to do, we're trying to leave a legacy that supersedes our physical presence and essence yeah. here. You know what I mean? And I was truly inspired by it. And I don't really watch a lot of The Breakfast Club. Nah, I watch a lot of their stuff, and I was, like, glued to the screen. Yes, I couldn't get, keep my eyes open. You know, you know what's crazy? When the interview started, um, they were talking to the dude mostly. Right, right. right. About his stuff, about his, you know, what he had going What he on. did, because he helped start Revolt. Yeah. He helped start Ciroc. Yeah. Uh, he was one of them, uh, 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 I think his podcast is Ball Alert, his name. You guys in the chat room might know his name. Uh, and they were speaking to yeah. him. And I heard <laughs> I could, I throw it, like that's where the interview was gonna go. I'm like, you know, she, she's definitely up here for something. Man, when she opened when she, her yeah, mouth, when she started talking, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa this sister had it yeah. together. You know what I mean? So, uh, big, big that up. Find that uh, link and check that out. Yeah, for real. In, in the Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. I want to shout out Doggy Diamonds TV. Let's clap that up. My man Doggy Diamonds is doing some amazing things. I was supposed to get him up here for an interview. We will soon. We actually did an amazing interview with him. Oh, man. Where he dropped it so much. And we were in Mercury Retrograde. And some, some bad things happened to our audience. So we yeah. have to get it again. But he's got this digital soapbox. Uh, where he has finally his own podcast network. He's like really the father of this shit. He's been doing this shit for so long. And he just didn't know they called it podcast. So we want to shout him out because a lot of what I'm doing, he's the first person I contacted when it was time to do Eli's podcast. Yeah. And he gave it up. He didn't have to. He could have been like, nah, do you. He gave it up. So um, we're watching from a distance as he gives it up again. Right. And that's why we are on Auto Boom Now or Audio Boom Now. Mm -hmm. And son, we're going to get our numbers up and then we're going to come talk to you. That's what <laughs> we're trying to do here at Urban X Podcast. We're going to get our numbers up and then we're going to be like, yo, son, you think it's a spot? on the digital soapbox for us. So we want to shout out Doggy Diamonds. Yeah. So Cardi B's <clears throat> album is finally coming out. 
Cardi B. Next next Friday. Next Friday. That's yeah. gonna come out. It's called uh, Invasion yeah. of Privacy. Invasion of Privacy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. When you when you, when you saw the album cover, what was your vibe? Um, this is my first time seeing the album cover. Oh. So uh, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to see it before. You did. She got the checkerboard shit on her, so you know that's Masonic. Whenever you see a checkerboard in black and white, is it? It's yes. It's always okay. the look at Michael Jordan, Michael Jackson, and the. I think it was the Billie Jean video. Whenever you see these chess boards uh, or people wearing these chess boards, that's a Masonic symbol dealing with something that now she's probably being raised up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's dealing with light and dark energy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Coming out of the darkness into the light, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Um, so um, she has the dark shades on, which means she's hiding something. The eyes are the windows to the soul. So whenever somebody's wearing these dark shades, this is just me off the rip just oh, okay. telling you what I see. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So she has blonde hair. Well, again, that's a European concept, meaning that Hollywood has got her now. Oh. You know what I mean? So you have to, that's a part of initiation. You see a lot of our women go through the blonde hair process when they finally get up in Hollywood mm. and things of this nature. So um, those are some of the things I'm getting off the river. Uh, her legs crossed, are they? Yes, they are. Okay, uh, that's also dealing with, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, blocking of energy. Mm. You know, maybe she's protecting the baby. She's trying to say, y'all can't get this. It is an invasion of privacy. So what privacy she's talking about? Oh. It's her private pro- I'm just going off the rip, man. So I, and I'm just looking at it small on the screen. I don't want to turn around and look at the big screen. Oh. So those are just some of the things that I see. A blue, is that a blue background? Uh, yeah, it is. Okay, so blue represents consciousness as well. You uh-huh. know what I mean? So that color of blue is dealing with consciousness. And I see some yellow and some other stuff in there. So uh-huh. that's just my uh-huh. thoughts on that. Okay, well, I just hope the album is good. Oh, yeah, I'm hoping so, too. The first two, the first two songs speak to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of course, that... Uh, you know Bodak. what I'm saying? But Bodak was on a mixtape. Which, you know what's crazy? They're definitely going to put that on the album, though. It's going to be a... Yeah. Bodak Yellow? Yeah. It should be on the album. But that was on her last mixtape. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm buying it for that. I want to hear. Uh, give me the hook of that shit. Um, I'm not saying no. I'm not, uh, 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 you can yeah, front yeah, of me yeah, if you you can yeah, front yeah. if you wanted to, yeah. right? I'm not. These is red bottoms. These is bloody <laughs> shoes. Then she said some shit about you know she was in the hook. It said everything about the song, and it, it's about coming up. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't fuck with me if you wanted to. I done paid my mama's bills. You know what I'm saying? All of them things is what we would all do in the event that we blew up or something. You know what I mean? So, and then that other joint grew on me. The body, 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 body. You know what I mean? She yeah. represented the BX, man. Throw your exes That's up. true. Okay. And the Wakanda shit at the same time. You know what That's what true. So, so we want to clap that up. Clap that up. That's true. And hopes... That and hopes that she, uh, you know, what I'm saying, brings uh, a something to the table because she is a part of a lineage of women now, yeah. and she, she, it's on her shoulders now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what is she gonna do with it? How is she going to, uh, you know, what I'm saying, respond? I don't know. I know the pressure gotta be crazy. No, the pressure is crazy. The and pressure then, is crazy. And then you know, the talk was that uh, her, Remy, and Nikki were trying to see who goes first. Because uh, maybe, like all the albums supposed to really drive. Right, right. So like the fact that she kind of just showed her hand first. I hope it, I really hope it's good. You know what would be unconventional if the women got together. Yeah. And decided, you know what, let's stop bickering over there's enough space. If all of these niggas who ain't saying nothing right, right. can have all of these avenues, why can't our sisters get together in a form of empowerment? You eat, I eat, imagine a tour of Remy, yeah. Nikki. 
uh, Cardi B, yeah. throw a few of the other sisters in there. Have my girl Cy Rock open up for them. You know what I'm saying? It, it, the tour would be crazy. Yeah. Throw Rhapsody in there. Oh, so gosh. now you have, her album is banging, yeah. right? Yeah. So now you have, instead of the sisters having to fight each other all the time, and those behind the scenes, there's not enough space, there's always enough space for sisters. And I'm hoping, because remember, uh, uh, Little Kim and uh, 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 Roxanne, uh, 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 Foxy was supposed to do uh, a joint together. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, 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 what was it? Uh, the two chicks who drove off the cliff. Thelma and Louise. They were supposed yeah. to do a Thelma and Louise thing, and they let them egos get involved with that. Listen, I have forgotten more about hip-hop than most people will ever remember, so you got to bear with me with my times and dates. You know, so... But you know what I mean? <clears throat> they were supposed to set the trend and get that thing popping. But it's not too late. Mm -hmm. Because I would pay to see all of them women get together and hit after hit after hit. Just keep it coming. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. So, um, last week we had this on the docket, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is a touchy subject for me, but go ahead. <laughs> So Saquon, Saquon Barkley, he's a, a, a NFL prospect. He's coming out in a draft. And uh, his <laughs> girlfriend had just announced that she's having a baby. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his girlfriend's white. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of just like, oh, God. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, God. yeah. Well, let me say this. I know his grandfather. Grew up with his grandfather. Yeah. So I have to tread in a certain way yeah, to, yeah. to kind of bring this information about. But I wouldn't be the black doc. If I didn't give this shit up. So, so let's talk about uh, black athletes. White this is my take on general, it, which um, we don't really address. A lot of these guys are playing football in predominantly white colleges. Mm -hmm. So if I get a scholarship to Nebraska, full ride to play football, you know what's around me all day? Goddamn white girls. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you know what I'm saying? When, my, when, little, when little Woody want to stand up, them white girls is like, yo, I'm here for you. They want to wash your drawers. <laughs> they want to keep money in your pocket. They want to do all of these yeah. things. Now, I'm not making excuses. I'm simply removing back the veil to show you why a lot of these athletes in particular get caught on their ascension, right? There's somebody there, and these white girls have ulterior motives. They come from trailer park trash, a lot of them. You know what I mean? And these, it's like a, a way station where they pull up to the station and they're waiting for a beam of light. It's like being in a fucking airport and you're waiting for your flight, right? You know what I mean? So these white girls step up to these colleges, they hang around these athletes and they're waiting for a beam of light. Saquon Barkley will be the next one on the, on the, on the runway. Number one pick. Number yeah. one pick. Yeah. So the white girl lines up, boom. She gives them that twat. She... You know, has that baby coming to ensure yeah. that she's good. She's off the runway. Her family's like, goodbye. Okay, see you yeah. when you land. Yeah. Wherever that is, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next white girl stands up. Yeah. It's like a fucking mind of, you know what I'm saying, yeah. athletes on the conveyor belt. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of our sisters, you know what I'm saying, who don't go to these schools, and even the ones who do, our, their upbringing is a little bit different. They want a little bit more secured in how they do, and they're gonna bring it. And these white girls are not gonna bring all that. They allow these dudes to be who they are. That's just one aspect of it. I go back to what Dr. Umar said in terms of yeah. You know what's crazy? Um, prior to that, when he read when he ran down the list of names of like you know black activists who marry white women, 
blew me away. I was like, whoa. Hey, Bobby Hammond, years ago, was calling off these names. He was like, that one, that one. You know, Bobby, he said, oh, goddamn, that's the whole goddamn world. <laughs> and it was as funny as shit because even as Bobby was reading the list, he didn't realize how many uh, black, prominent yeah. black people were marrying white women. And I go back to Umar. He said, if you feel that strong enough about black people, but not strong enough to marry into the race, I got to look at you sideways. Yeah. I really, really yeah. do. Because what's the pillow talk like? I'm, I'm the next activist. And I got a white right. sister woman. I'm like, I got to shut these fucking white people down. See, she's not agree. And, and she's like, yeah, honey, I mean, yeah. right. And it neutralizes. Yeah. That's a neutralizing process. You know what I mean? Yeah. You cannot be black power and you marry a white woman. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't give a fuck who you are. Facts. Now, you wrote a very nice article. I, you know what's crazy? In Urban UrbanX.NYC, as yeah. I written word, that dropped this week, and I thought culturally you hit the nail. You know what's on crazy? The head. Because um, when I so for the people out there, when I told him I was writing this article, I actually wrote it a few months ago. Yeah, about you know interracial day, and he was like, "I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna post that on my." I'm face like, I'm not co-signing that shit. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? You, you the son of black <laughs> doc, nigga. You I'm, talking about this interracial shit? And I'm like, yo, let, let me explain. Yes. And I, you know, for the people that didn't read it, or for the people that were read, it, I felt like I took a different approach to it in a way we haven't been thinking about and I think because you know this world is you know ever changing right ever, ever you, changing. you have to adapt and I think adaptability of, is key in right, this round right and I think instead of seeing the glasses half empty like you know they, even though that again again I do agree with you know what Dr. Umar said about you know um, dating within the race I do agree but I do think uh, spending so much energy trying to fight what's here facts is counterproductive and I'm gonna say this so that people know and and, and Malcolm will attest to this I, I, I don't want Malcolm to think the way I think yeah that would be fucking stupid that would be a clone of me and that's not the way thinking works I just want him to think so when he stands strong on his opinions about something I respect that 110 percent. You follow what I'm saying? So I don't want you to think I'm up here creating clones. And that's with all of my children. Shit, thinking is a lost art. So just think and give me your perspective because you are in a different time frame. Mm -hmm. I'm analog. You semi-digital. I was born in the 90s. You was born in the 90s, but on the cusp of digital in terms of thinking. And we're in a reality that it's so much integration going on. And you're not going to fight that. You're not going to fight that. You can say what you want to say. And you stand strong on these principles. Again, if you don't like homosexuals, that's great. How does that help you interact with the world around you that's filled with homosexuals? Or you stay in your little bag. If you don't like Jews, but the Jews is the one cutting checks, how do you integrate? Doesn't mean you have to like. This is chess. This is not checkers. I told you last week, white people can come around you, kiss your babies, shake your hands, go to your church, pray with your nigga God, and when they leave you, they like, these niggas stink. But if they're trying to get that vote or trying to get that money or whatever it is, they're willing to do that. We are in our feelings. All the time, so we go, nah, I ain't invite no white people around, and this is where we lose. And if you do not adapt in this time, you get left behind. Yeah. This generation, Takashi Nan and them, they're washing away all of these old school niggas. Now, LL Cool J, side note, just launched 
Rock the Bells, a radio station that's going to focus in on old school hip hop. Oh. And I think that that is a great concept yeah. because there are avenues now where if that's your music, you know what I mean? Because I can go to a Big Daddy Kane concert and know that he's not really talking to young people. He may get a few young people who get adjusted, but he's talking to me. Like white people go to the Rolling Stone concert and this and that, and their children like, y'all, what the fuck that is? You know what I mean? But the way we think and the way we operate is of an old paradigm. We get ready to enter virtual reality. Are we not? Yeah. This is a virtual reality realm that we're interested in. That Steven Steven Spielberg movie is actually coming out. um, Ready Player One. Right. It's about the same thing, about virtual reality. And like I told you before, soon niggas going to start tripping taking spaced out drugs and going into virtual reality and being that shit for days. <laughs> I have to go in and get this nigga like, Malcolm, this shit ain't real. What? All of this shit you created here, it's beautiful. It ain't real. But what makes it real? Right. We might be in assimilation now. Go watch the Matrix right. movies with right. Neo told this nigga. Right. Morpheus said, nigga, this shit ain't real. Right. You can do anything you want right. this Right? right now, this is coming to pass, and I can see myself strapping on my fucking. Oh, I gotta go in. This nigga's been in for three days, <laughs> and three days in this realm probably was like a year. Could be a year yeah. or two. I'm gonna show up on Malcolm. He's the king of Wakanda <laughs> and shit, right. and got soldiers and chicks fanning them and feeding yeah. them grapes. And I gotta tap that nigga on his shoulder, like nigga, you gotta go to work tomorrow, nigga. <laughs> so pause this shit, yeah. you know what I mean, and get back to this shit at a later time. Right. What else we got? Um, uh, Killer Mike and the NRA. Killer Mike and the NRA. Talk to me about this. So um, uh, prior to the March for Our Lives protest rally thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, on the same day, the NRA released a video of an interview uh, Killer Mike did on NRA TV. Oh, NRA got their own channel. Yeah. Check that out. Uh, you know, YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And what they did was they kind of uh, took snippets out of what they wanted. They, As they do. They repackaged and repurposed the actual interview to fit their agenda. As they do. As they do. And people got at Killer Mike. Like, they went off on him. Right, right. And you know what's crazy? I wasn't so quick to, to, to throw him out like that because I know, like... From following Killer Mike, right? Right, from right, right. His interviews, he was on Hidden Colors, he was on... And he's, he's usually on point with what he's saying. Exactly. So I knew... You know, and I, hadn't even, I didn't even see the clip that they showed mm-hmm. until, like, later. But you was watching the reaction I was on watching Twitter. the reaction, but I knew they were missing something. Gotcha, gotcha. And I knew... So what did you do, as you normally do? What did you do? I just sat and chilled. But how did you find out the truth? I watched the whole thing. Oh, yeah. oh so you watched the whole interview. Yeah, I watched the whole interview. Oh, tell me what you got. And I thought it was brilliant. Yes. I, thought, I watched it today. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Like, his views on guns... I think as black people, we should actually, you know, spit it out, young I man. Think, say it. <laughs> as black people, we should take advantage of our right to bear arms. That's what they're there for. Those are our actual rights. Like they're there, and the fact that, and if you watch the interview as well, he was very, very critical on Democrats, which I totally agree with as well because Democrats, they have taken us, us. Um, Black people for granted for absolutely they already give us that bullshit right and I think it was more so highlighted in this past election because Hillary just thought she just had our vote absolutely without you know even 
Absolutely. Taking account her past, right? With black people. On no, she just came that. up to, to, to the breakfast club and said, I keep hot sauce in my back. Right. She it, thought it that was, that was going to get the job done. Yo, that, oh man, that pissed me off. If that wasn't the most insulting shit yo, I ever that heard. That pissed me off. And, and black women still was promoting her, and white women was like, we're voting for Trump. Ha! Huh. Right, exactly. So he was talking about how um, the, the Democratic Party, one thing, this was like, one of the things that stood out to me, he said, yo, how can you tell me, at the Democrats, that my president is Hitler, and then two days later tell me to get my guns up? That makes no sense. It makes no sense. Let's clap that up, because that was a profound statement. I'm going to say it again. He said, how can the Democrats tell me that we're dealing with Hitler, and then two days later turn around and tell me to give you my fucking gun? How did that work out for the Jews? Right. Yeah. And then, uh, so, and this is what I also had a problem with as well. The actual, the actual March for Our Lives thing, right? Yes. So when Mike Brown got killed in Ferguson, mm-hmm. people were marching black. That's how actually, that's like how Black Lives Matter got started. Yeah. If yeah. You, if you, Absolutely. If you think back, um, the media painted those kids, those protesters, as you know, savages. Savages in the streets. In the streets, wilding. Wow. That's all they're doing, but. We hold an actual national walkout day, right? For white kids that want to protest, and we held an actual like I was on the subway that day, and subway um, rocks got messed up because because of, of the, the action taking yeah. place by these kids simultaneously around the country, right? And it's it's never the same thing, and which is also insulting because these are the same people like Democrats, like they it's listen. First yeah. of all, I want to say this. Those poor little kids that they took advantage of. Mm-hmm. Now, it's, it's, when, when you see kids trying to be active, you applaud them on the surface. Right. But they had no idea that this was a part of a greater agenda. Right. Which is how marches work. Mm-hmm. When we was marching for civil rights, we didn't know we were also marching for gay rights and for Jewish rights. We had no idea we was marching for all of that shit at the same time. Right. You know what I mean? Because there were what we call hidden agendas behind certain aspects and certain things. You know what I mean? So I felt sorry for these kids. Um, are we off? I felt sorry for these kids that, you know what I mean? They're part of a greater agenda. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. All right, listen guys, you know we having, we in Mercury Retrograde, we having some technical difficulties. Bear with us. <laughs> so, for, if you still want to hear the whole podcast in its entirety, you go to Apple Podcasts, uh-huh. Urban X Podcast, if you type in, or Google Play, uh-huh. or Audio Boom, Urban X Podcast, uh-huh. and you just listen to the whole thing. Right, right. But we got a, a very sophisticated setup here, and wires across, and... It'd be like that. It'd be like that sometimes. So now we're going generic on your ass. You know what I mean? So All right? So we straight generic. I don't know what we was talking about, but we're going to pick it up from... Uh, the kids marching. Yeah, the kids marching for the uh, March for Our Lives. Right. Protest. Now, I felt I feel sorry for them. At the same time, I'm inspired by them. Mm-hmm. Because what you can do naturally or how you feel can be used as an agenda by somebody else. They have something so low that now they're using the kids yeah. as a part of their agenda. Yeah. Right? Now, we saw this take place during the Civil Rights Movement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? During the civil rights, we thought we was marching for our rights, yeah. and we was marching for gay rights, mm-hmm. Jewish people, 
uh, all kind of rights. So great. what we're seeing now is they're pushing the kids out in front and they're trying to take your guns away. Yeah. Right? Now, Killer Mike is telling you your second right amendment, um, they should never take your guns away. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. Be careful and understand what's going on. So shout out to Killer Mike. And again, in the actual Second Amendment, uh, he talks, he, he's, it's, it's a way for us to defend ourselves against the government that we're claiming is so tyrannical, right? Right. So what's the point of giving them back? Absolutely. I agree. So how can, and he made another good point. He was saying, how can uh, you use your First Amendment right to, to, to condemn your Second Amendment? Right, right. That shit didn't make any sense. Right. So a lot of what Killer Mike is saying is right Thanks. on point. Side note, I want to get this out now. You see this hat here. You see these shirts. Oh. We're trying to show you this hat. Thanks. Say Urban X TV. I'm going to give this to somebody. If you can tell me when my first album dropped in hip-hop, because this is the anniversary of the year, the name of the album and what year that album dropped. So the name of the album. Okay, so it's the name of the album. The group I was in. Okay, the name, the group. And the record label. And the, okay, you switched it. So it's <laughs> name, group. And record label. Because you said the year. No, yeah, tell me the year too. Oh. I, just give me some of that shit. <laughs> tell me you know who Black Dot is right. and how long I've been in the game. All right, so you can either uh, hit us. On you in the YouTube comments, right? You can hit us on UrbanX underscore NYC on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah. Or you can email us at UrbanX.NYC at gmail.com. Right. So first person to do it. First person to do it gets a hat. Gets this hat, and this is snapback. You know what I'm saying one size fits all. One size fits all. So what else we got going on, young man? Uh, oh, uh, you know, uh. Pretty sad situation. A uh, dude from the G League passed away. The basketball player. Yeah. He had some kind of heart condition. Yeah, I, I guess I don't. I don't know. Yeah, to be yeah, that yeah. young and, yeah. and be doing what you love. Yeah. And, and to have your heart burst, it's a real sad thing. So we want to send a shout out to his family. What's his name? You remember his name? I do not. Okay, so that's bad on our part. Yeah. We should have known this young man's name. Um, but look him up. He played for the G League. Of one of these teams recently it happened in the news. It happened a couple of days ago. A couple of days ago, to be exact. Yeah, it was sad. So it's a very sad situation, and we want to send our love and condolences out to his family. Right. So, uh, where can we be reached? Again, Instagram. Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. At UrbanX underscore NYC. UrbanX underscore NYC. You can um, listen to the podcast at. Um, Apple Podcasts, Apple Google Podcast, Play, Google Play, um, Audio Boom, Audio Boom, and Radio, Spotify soon, and, and also Radio Republic, Radio Republic, All right? Uh, Urban X Podcast, right? If Simple. you if you're into the written word, go to UrbanX.NYC. If you want to want to read some of those some, scrolls yeah. that the young man and his young team uh, are putting up, they're gonna be the future, whatever, whatever. So also, oh, that. and speaking on that, um, I need some female writers. Female writers, feminine energy. I don't like to say the word female because women writers. 
Yeah, yeah, a feminine energy yeah, feminine to add energy, because yeah. when you look down our list of writers, there's a whole bunch of fellas. Yeah, and we don't want to give that impression that this is a sausage party. Yeah, shout not. out to Maya Papaya for calling me out. On Maya Papaya called yeah. him out, <laughs> but she will be one of our writers. Yeah, she said she's going to contribute. She says she's going to contribute something. So that was dope. So again, every week on Thursday, we're going to do this. We're going to chop this up for you the best we can and try to add uh, as much to it as we can. We're in Mercury retrograde into the 15th. So next week, we're going to try to be more prepared Facts, with cause... a backup, backup plan yeah. to get this done. So, you know, again, we apologize to all our uh, YouTube viewers. Yes. Uh, for the little, you know, it was a little glitchy and the sound was, you know. A little crazy. A little crazy. Um, and next week, we're going to try to interact with the chat a little bit more as well. Yes, we'll take some questions we'll from the chat. We'll take some questions from the chat as well. And that reminds me, we got Brother Obar. Uh, our spiritual advisor mm -hmm. coming through to sit and he's going to answer questions for the whole show. So we're going to do a show where we open up with a little bit of news and then we're going to just open up the chat room and let him answer any questions you have regarding spirituality, Vodun. Yeah. I want to know what his uh, uh, feelings were about the movie, okay. uh, Black okay. Panther, okay. to see what he thought about yeah. that kind of stuff. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, shit, we out of here. Peace. Peace. You are tuned into the sounds of Urban X. Now through April 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for $1 down and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, Mr. I can't sleep at night, so I keep dozing off during the day. Especially you, Snoozy. You'll rest easier and feel fit-tacular. Wait, how did you get in here? Join in club or at planetfitness.com. $1 down, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Hurry, deal ends April 14th. See club for details.